All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible, Book by Book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Colossians. And Colossians, just for just a little bit of background, um, is a Pauline epistle, meaning uh, the Apostle Paul uh, wrote this letter uh, to the church in Colossae. And it is one of the prison epistles, so Paul is writing from prison. Most likely uh, his uh, uh, prison in Rome when he was on house arrest um, during his first uh, imprisonment in Rome. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before, um, but uh, what we understand about Paul's first imprisonment in Rome from the uh, uh, church historian Eusebius, he wrote in, in like the third century, was that Paul uh, went to trial before the emperor Nero, um, and he successfully argued uh, his case and was released. And then he continued to do some missionary work, um, and then he was arrested again, and then um, he was ultimately uh, beheaded, um, executed by the Roman government. Uh, but uh, during that first imprisonment, he had quite a bit of freedom. He had a, uh, a house that he stayed in. Uh, he had uh, a guard who, who kept him on house arrest. Uh, but people could come and go, and they could visit, and they uh, could take letters uh, from Paul to various different churches, different uh, regions of the world. Um, and uh, Paul had a substantial ministry in Rome during that imprisonment. And so uh, one of the letters that he wrote... Uh, while in prison was uh, the book of Colossians, or the letter to uh, the the church in Colossae. And Colossae is a church or a city that is about 100 miles east of Ephesus. So um, it's in uh, Turkey, current-day Turkey. Um, And Paul spent several years in Ephesus ministering there, um, having a, a really profound ministry, uh, to to that location in that region, many people got saved, and uh, what happened was that, um, and this is some of it is an inference. We 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 uh, think that some of these things happen based on the content of the book of Colossians, um, but what we would uh, seem to understand is that Paul um, didn't personally found uh, the church. He didn't establish the church. Um, in Colossae. Uh, he was uh, in Ephesus, and he sent people uh, out to do missionary work from Ephesus as kind of his base of operations. Uh, one of those people was Epaphras. Epaphras is uh, somebody who was from Colossae, came to Ephesus, uh, became a Christian, was trained, uh, educated, uh, and matured in discipleship uh, through Paul's ministry, went back to Colossae, established a church there. He founded the church there. Um, and um, and that's how we would understand that Paul probably did not ever personally go to Colossae. When you read the, the first uh, chapter of Colossians, you, you, you start to hear some of this language um, coming through. Paul says, we always thank God the Father, uh, this is verse 3, chapter 1, verse 3, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. Um, and so in verse 9 it says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom, and etc. Uh, so you hear that language that Paul um, is referring to that there's there's communication between 
um, himself and the people from Colossae, um, but it, he doesn't know them personally. He, he hasn't been there personally. And, and one of the reasons why that's kind of uh, important is because uh, what has happened in this church is likely, okay, is that it was established by a fairly new Christian, and not an apostle, but by a, a recent believer, Epaphras, um, who, who's, who did a, a good job in, in founding the church, okay, uh, but um, it, it's almost like he's teaching secondhand. Um, so he would teach or, or teach or preach in a way that was like, well, Paul said this about the Bible. Uh, Paul says this about Jesus, or Paul, you know, the apostles teach this, and, and that's okay. The the um, the church began to grow rapidly, grew, grew all over the world. They didn't have apostles in every church or even in, in every region. Uh, the apostles, by nature, by their calling, by their their uh, office, uh, would travel. They would go from one place to the next to the next. They wouldn't stay in any one place. They were not pastors. They, they were not people that stayed in one place for long periods of time. They would travel around establishing churches, growing leaders, and then they would move on. But the, the one drawback that the church in Colossae had was that it doesn't seem that they ever had their own um, visit from an apostle. Uh, they were always kind of receiving the, the truth or the teaching secondhand. And what uh, seems to have occurred because of that was um, a certain amount of um, likelihood that there was false teaching happening there, that there was, there was uh, uh, false teachers kind of getting their foot in the door in that church or in that community uh, that were leading people astray, that there were different um, uh, biblical teachings that they didn't have really solidly established because they weren't getting that clear and, and confident teaching from the teachers, the apostles, uh, that they uh, would have benefited from. Um, and so Paul, in particular, uh, out of all the apostles, okay, and obviously they were um, equipped and, and empowered and taught by the Lord Jesus and by the Holy Spirit, and so they have a, a unique uh, way of teaching, a unique uh, authority in teaching, uh, but Paul... It, has an added advantage, okay? Paul was trained and educated uh, to the highest degree, okay? In his day, he was um, he was highly educated. He was uh, trained under Gamaliel, who was a very renowned teacher uh, of that day. Paul was a rabbi. He was a uh, person who was trained in the law, in the, in the Old Testament, uh, rules, regulations, uh, and he had such a uh, strong foundation of biblical knowledge that when he came to Christ, he, he could then um, connect uh, the, the Old Testament teaching and all the prophecy and all the understanding of, of what the Old Testament was pointing to in the Messiah. He could connect that uh, very intelligently uh, with the, the New Testament teaching of who Jesus was is and how he fulfilled the law and how to follow him. So uh, the the need for the churches to hear um, firsthand about Jesus uh, from an apostle was there. And, and, and Colossians is basically that response. They, the church had not received the firsthand teaching of an apostle, and so Paul writes to them um, a, a firsthand account of of their need to really dig 
into who Jesus is, his nature, and um, to to uh, make sure that as they're understanding the nature of Jesus, that they are um, uh, removing some of the old ways of thinking about uh, the world and humanity and uh, spiritual life and eternal life and all those things because um, one of the things they were struggling with, and this is a fairly undeveloped concept, I mean, at this time in history, uh, we're talking about the early 60s, first century, um, but Gnosticism um, was one of those uh, false teachings that was kind of getting started in those days, uh, but it was built on a philosophy, it was built on an understanding of the world, which was that physical things are inherently evil, spiritual things are inherently good, and that there is secret spiritual knowledge that if you can gain, then you can basically um, have an advantage spiritually. That's what makes people um, more spiritually um, pure or holy or saved was this secret spiritual knowledge, and that knowledge wasn't available to everyone, only to certain special people. Um, and, and like I said, that wasn't really a fully developed um, false teaching or heresy in that day, but it was likely beginning, and it may have been one that Paul is trying to combat um, because what it, that does, what it teaches, is that, um, that Jesus probably wasn't, you know, in their mind, um, really a human being. He was really just a spirit that appeared, and uh, he didn't physically die, and he um, and he kind of went away. But uh, that that kind of teaching, the the nature of who Jesus is, okay, was an important thing for the Colossian church to have clearly established. And what what uh, Paul really writes to them about is the ultimately the nature of Jesus, who he is, um, his supremacy. Um, his 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 godhood, um, his lordship, and his rule and reign, um, and all the things that are are basically going to keep them from drifting into other areas of false teaching is to establish the cornerstone of of a, a need for and an understanding of Jesus, who he is, and so what that does, or how we would talk about that for the book of Colossians, is that the book of Colossians um, is Christocentric, okay, um, which the whole Bible is Christocentric in, in a sense, and, and uh, most of the books of the Bible, I mean, you could say are, are Christocentric. Uh, what that means is Jesus is the, um, s- the point and the theme and the, the basic um, concept or, or person that the Bible talks about. Well, Colossians um, is very uh, prominently out of you know, all the letters of Paul, the most Christocentric. Um, it is the book that Jesus's nature is discussed more. He, his name um, is brought up more often about his, their need to know him, to rely on him, to understand who he is. And what happens is when you understand who Jesus is and uh, that knowledge is combined with the Holy Spirit's uh, power to, to draw you to, to God, okay, the knowledge and then the power combined to create um, a, a Christian person, a transformed person. Um, but if you have a false understanding of Jesus, 
then that will create a false religion, which will steer you off track about what life is supposed to be and, and uh, how we live it and um, where you're heading in eternity. And so uh, having a correct knowledge of Jesus was essential, and, and it still is essential. And that's why um, when we deal with, like, what is correct, you know, church? What I mean, what is, what is the uh, nature of what a church should be or how we should be acting as Christians? Um, we come back to the need for uh, Jesus being the center of the church and the head of the church and the point of the church and the, the most frequently talked about topic of the church. Um, and, and as we understand who he is, we come to that through um, a, a consistently held biblical um, teaching that we, we don't rely on our own uh, philosophies and concepts and, and uh, opinions. It's not who is Jesus to you. Who is, who is Jesus to you is really not a good question. Um, the, the good question is who does uh, or what does the Bible say about who Jesus is? Um, that's the essential question, who Jesus really is according to Scripture, not according to my feelings or my opinion. But uh, once you get a correct concept from Scripture, then you're able to have a relationship with uh, this person uh, who is God and who is your Savior and, and who does want to be your friend. He, he uh, draws us into a personal relationship with him, uh, but we don't get to choose who he is or what his nature is or what his preferences are. Those things are firmly established in his nature and revealed by the Bible. So Paul um, gives us a very clear sense of, of who Jesus is, his nature, our need for him in the book of Colossians in order to correct or to um, challenge false teaching that was uh, happening in, in uh, the church in Colossae uh, because of uh, this uh, secondhand uh, kind of ricochet teaching that they had been given. Um, and so even still, the, the church in Colossae is... Uh, faithful believers, they want to do right, they want to know right, they want to uh, be a, a strong church, um, they just need a little help. And I think that that's a good moral to the story. Uh, so many believers, so many Christians in, in the world, they want to have a right relationship with God, they want to have a right understanding of God, um, they want to practice correctly the things that God has called us to, to be and to do. Um, and so we get off track. We do tend to, you know, misunderstand things, have wrong ideas. Uh, some of it is, is an attack of the enemy who's trying to infuse false teaching. Uh, some of it is just basic human ignorance and, and un misunderstandings that we have because of our own thoughts and feelings. Um, most of that can be corrected through digging into God's word and asking for the Holy Spirit to give us conviction and understanding and uh, coming back to the foundation, which is Jesus is the point. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah. And uh, we have to come to him uh, with our hearts open to his leading. He's the head of the church. Um, and so that is uh, a lot of what Colossians is about. Um it's not everything, but uh, hopefully that'll give you a, a handle 
on uh, reading the book of Colossians when you open it, uh, because it is your Bible, book by book.